And it's a beautiful day to have a beautiful day. GM, GM. On this beautiful day. Good morning, two and three. With Barocco, Sepp, and Mando. Tune in live at 10.30. And it's all on road radio. It's a beautiful day to have a beautiful day. GM, GM. Yo, 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 what up, what up, good morning, good morning, GMG, hey, Monday, this is January 9th, 2023, look at that, another beautiful day to have a beautiful day, I got my co-host in the house, both on video and audio, Mando, GM, how you doing, how was your weekend? GM, and how are you? I'm good, you look very, like, serious right now. Like you're like you're oh, like really? frowning. You're like, hmm. good morning. God, I was just it's trying to catch day. up. The market's just going nuts. Yeah, market's um, lit. Market's lit. Market's lit. We did a little buy-in. We we bought a little ether <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> we finally listened to Mando. 2023, all year I'm listening to Mando. Whenever he privately texts me and says I bought here, I am buying without even asking why he did it. I don't care to know. Uh, uh, that's it. More, but again, my fault if if things don't 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 go my way. But I will blindly follow Mando because sounds like it's my fault. No, because out of ten times, I wouldn't be surprised if you're right. Like nine so far, we're two. I followed you twice, and both times I'm up a lot. So, <laughs> so that was that that Matic trade in the last year. I think we rode forty five percent together. I think I sold at the thirty percent mark because it went down a bit, and then the ETH trade yesterday at twelve seventy. So. One minute before futures open, I'm on. I'm on Facetime with Mando last night. We're just pounding through some work, and he's like, "Futures open in five minutes. You have five minutes to buy." And I'm like, scrambling, getting the ledger out, fucking connecting, trembling to get the pin going. <laughs> you got it in time. You got it just before, right? Like what, what, literally, what buy? I bought at twelve seventy. I bought at twelve seventy. I can get you the the tax in by the way. Anyone can see this. Yeah. This is like on the public wallet. But I, I bought it, and then like I think it was like. 30 seconds later, it's at 1290. <laughs> you, bought it, you bought it like with a minute to spare. Yeah, that was funny. It's like on the on the on the last you know, on the last uh on the last day. But anyways, we'll, we'll see where that goes. I'm sure we're gonna chat plenty uh, about the market. By the way, we're on video as well, uh, using restream. I was just on the stream yard, it's a different app with uh, Nifty Porto guys, and that was fun. They had like Frank up there. Kicks, uh, NFT God, and their usual crew, uh, PO Nick, you know, all these guys. And they use StreamYard. I think we're going to move to that or like VMAX, the other one, because it, it seemed a little better with the YouTube enabling and then YouTube comments. It was really cool to see people like, where you go on, people are like, oh, what's up, bro? Like, someone was like, I'm excited. Yeah, for YouTube PFP. comments is good. Yeah, it was fun. Like, someone was like, excited for the PFP. I was like, that's awesome because like it pops up on the screen. So, like, you could see, like, everybody who was watching could see the comment, which was really cool, uh, I thought. And so we're probably going to be changing. The, I, anyways, my, my, my restream has like five days left. So the subscription, I'm going to cancel that shit before it charged me again. But uh, that's a lot of fun. Uh, a lot, a lot of fun. As usual, fam, if you want to request to come and speak, I can request to come and speak. And, uh, and, and you know, some of the fam 
definitely maybe uh, may toss some some video uh, links around if, if you're interested in coming on video and, and jamming with us uh, today. Today on the show, today, today, dude, big week, big, big week. I don't know if everyone saw, I, I tweeted out uh, the guest from this week. Uh, starts with today, Kieran Warwick, who is the co-founder of Alluvium. So <laughs> pretty big guest uh, to start the week, not going to lie, especially if you're into gaming. I mean, that's person that pretty much like Bryson was alluding to the whole time, like Alluvium, and you guys had a whole conversation around Alluvium. Well, we have the founder coming on today, so it's it's Really cool and pretty impressive. Uh, on Wednesday, we have uh, Ben Ben Cohen. He's the co-founder and CEO of Killer Bears. Killer Bears have been getting a lot of hype over the last few, not even weeks, like literally months. Uh, and so they're building a proper brand. So we decided to text them. Turns out, back in 2019, I was selling him Instagram shoutouts. Uh, I had his number from back then. He's like, "Who is this?" I'm like, "You're." I'm like, "Never mind." Wrong Ben Cohen. He's like, "No, no, you're talking to Ben Cohen." And I'm like, "Oh." It's Farouk. He's like, no way. He's like, you used to sell me shout outs. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I guess he had apps or something. And like, I don't know. It was like, we, like I had my old text with him from years ago. It was so funny. So he's coming. And then. Uh, and, it, and yet you didn't buy a killer bear. And then, but I didn't even know it was him. Like, I just found out it's this Ben Cohen. If I knew, of course I have bought. I know the guy's a fucking <coughs> grinder. <laughs> like, I already know the guy's going to make it happen. And then. It's a pattern here. All the OG who were like grinding the social media trends 10 years ago, 8 years ago, 7 years ago, are all out here killing it. Like Zapsio, co-founder of Artifacts. And then me and, me, and, then me and, OSF. and then you and OSF. But you guys, <laughs> but, but you guys are all, you guys have killed it on the trading aspects out of it and bought early into the biggest thing. So like you had the, like literally just patterns. Um, and then, and so, um, so that's that. And on Friday, Pons, Pons, uh, who's the founder of The Plague, is going to be a fun chat as well. I, I'm hearing that he's a decentralization maxi. So it's going to be a good conversation around decentralization, especially as we're building Rug Radio and he's building The Plague. I see Golden. Yes, Golden. Yes. We see you throwing them hundreds. How are you doing, Golden? How was your weekend? GM, my weekend was awesome. It was my birthday weekend. I just yep. like celebrated. Happy birthday had again. a bunch of drinks, a bunch of friends. Oh man, it's great. But yeah, I can't wait to have Pons yeah. on. It was man. Golden's He's birthday like Saturday, a... everyone. Wish him yeah, a happy man. birthday. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be a great week. We're gonna kill it. I want to see everyone, bottom right. If you're a rug radio avid listener, GM Web3 specifically, you know Golden. I want to see at the bottom right all these happy birthday comments getting thrown at Golden Crypto. Okay, it was his breakdown Saturday, the 5th. Let me tell you, we had a big meeting with... So we have 50 creators now at Rug Radio. I just found out. I thought we were like 30 to 40. I found out on Saturday we're 50. And <laughs> I was like, Jess, how many creators do we have now? And she's like, we're 50 people creating content. I'm like, holy shit. But anyways, there's 30 plus shows. And we had a creator call on, on Saturday morning at 11 a.m. here, which was at 8 a.m. for Golden. And he pulled up to talk to all the creators, which was really cool. And then he's like, it's my birthday. I'm like, holy shit. I know he had alluded to it before, but it hit me when he was on the meeting. He's like, it's my birthday. I'm like, ah! So showed up on the meeting. You know, that that's what you love uh, to see. That was such an awesome call too, right? Like seeing all the yeah. creators' faces and connecting with everybody. Oh, man, that was great. I wouldn't have missed it for the world. Yeah, that was um, that was um, that was a lot lot a uh, lot of fun uh, to be able to, uh, to 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 have this going on actually really quickly I just get set up well everybody's wishing golden a happy birthday come on y'all I hope you're wishing golden a happy birthday right now uh, I brought I brought tassel Matt on tassel Matt I thought it was really interesting to have you on this call Saturday GM how are you and do you want to quickly give a one-liner on like what your show is because it's great hi everyone yes I have to no pressure <laughs> <laughs> because 
I, I actually did not plan for that. But yes, Saturday was super fun. And um, there was a party going on in my house. And I just quickly popped in and was so happy to see everyone. And I'm so glad Jess organized that. Jess is super cool. And um, my show is called Africa Unplugged. I host it with my, with my twin sister. And um, we're trying to like spotlight African creatives and African projects, African founders, African everything. Because we realized that we don't have enough of... Um, shows and conversations like that in the space and um to me i don't think that's going to like that doesn't uphold the tenets of web3 if we're claiming to be you know decentralized and there's like um an opportunity for everyone here so we basically just want everyone to hear our voices and we're having fun with it yeah i love that love love i'm a big fan of that so i loved your energy uh, the other day so how can we even forget that energy so if you're if you're an african creator and if you're 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 from that region or if you just want to learn more about how the nft space and web3 space crypto space is growing in africa definitely someone you want to listen to what what days is your show uh Tassima, do you want to share yes every saturday and it's um 11 p.m our time but 6 p.m est Let's go. Six Eastern, three, uh, three Pacific. They have uh, so. so much fun on their show. Like it's just laughter and good vibes, no matter what they're talking about. Like they have so much fun. Oh, I can no, tell. No. Okay, okay, okay. We're, we're trying to be serious. This year it's like New Year, New Me. So that's why we, <laughs> that's why we but, take it, like a, a long break. So it's New Year, New Me. We're going to laugh less. <clears throat> No, <laughs> don't ever lose the laugh. Don't ever lose the laugh. That's that's how I remembered you. I, even Mando was like, yeah, I remember. He just texted because he was on the call too. It's the laugh. It's the energy. You got okay. to gotta, gotta keep it going. Mando we, need here. we need that out here. Yeah. I think, I think that's how most people remember me from Clubhouse. I think 2021 is now two years ago. So two years ago, that's, long that's, ago. How most, that's how most people remember me from Clubhouse. They're like, oh, I love your energy. I'm like, okay, thank you. <laughs> love that there you go i i, I could i could kind of relate to that so it's awesome i love seeing all the i love seeing all of the uh the uh the uh the happy birthday golden uh going down on the timeline. i know what to do while you're at it give this give the space a retweet let's get the fucking people in we got some dope stuff ahead for the show like we talked about last friday with mando we 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 uh we've been that uh, we've been um we've been getting quite ahead uh on that as well and it's gonna be super Super cool. Uh, big week also, Amanda, on Wednesday. Rugby is one year. You know, we turn my baby. My baby turns one on Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> literally, my, 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 I wanted to say my son because it doesn't have a gender, but it's like, a, you know, my baby. <laughs> my baby, my, my son, daughter, my whatever. So, what, you know. what was, what was it? Was that the mint? Yeah, the mint. Ago? So, for me, the one year is like when we actually sold NFTs, right? Because we give 19,000 free NFTs. Yeah, Gabe Layden. Yeah, you heard that, but no, but uh, but we gave nineteen thousand for NFTs in, from December to Jan, and then like um, for to people to join as members, which is cool because the membership passes are still you know trading. But uh, the mint, mint, like you know January eleventh, twenty twenty two. So for me, that's like that's the one. I know a lot of people are speculating on January eleventh as well, given our our up and coming drop. It's getting hot in here. Just for full transparency for everyone, I know a lot of our holders listen to the show and speculators too. Today is the day that uh, uh, the tech side, the tech team gives me a window from which we can actually mint. So until they have given me a date, I ain't given no dates because the tech is what matters most here. Because <laughs> the art, Corey's got it. Corey's got it. We've been posting it. We've been uploading a few. But anyways, uh, today, today on the show, and I see Wiz5511, we have Tasma, we have Boo. 
uh, in the house. Golden, I sent you this co-host invite because you know what? This week you will be our co-host because uh, Ovi has decided uh, to still not show up. I mean, this is week two of GMWeb3 on uh, Rug Radio in 2023. And OSF is still missing. Mando, any signs of life? Anything on your end? Oh, we, we can't hear you. You're muted. I think I'm going to have to fill out missing persons report soon. I, I have no idea where he is. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to fill out missing persons report for sure. Listen, I went as far as like, I even like went ahead, found his wife on Instagram. I followed her. Can't find him. He's nowhere, you know. Uh, and so, <laughs> and so, and so, you know, um, it's, uh, we don't know. I tried to buy a few editions of his, but all seven deadly sins last week. Thought maybe it would bring him back to life. Didn't happen. So anyways, Ovi, if you're out here, we miss you, bro. Uh, listen, Mando's really good at the market report, which we're about to get to right now. Thank God we also have Wiz now. Uh, but you know, you know, there's something about Ovi's way. I gotta say, man, something about Ovi's way. Maybe it's a jingle. But anyways, <laughs> anyways, anyways, today on the show, today, today, macro and NFT daily summary weekend recap. Uh, Moonbird signed to UTA, the captain's minted, uh, capsule house, the whole thing, turn to LLC, da, 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 the whole thing happened over the weekend. Uh, the D-Gods, that was late Friday, I think. We found out about the $3 million Polygon uh, grant to come to bring youths into Polygon. can go over that. And a special guest today, Kier Warwick, uh, who is the co-founder of Alluvium. So that'll be a great chat. He'll be coming on as usual around 11.15 is the time that our special guests uh, usually uh, come on the show. But anyways, 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 without further ado, let's get right into it. Who is the man, macro daddy of the land? Can you dig it? Yeah, GM, everyone. So, um, obviously, the data from Friday, which was the slower wage growth, has been the main thing that the, the market kind of has focused on. We had, a, we had a strong close. I think stocks closed up like 2.5% on, uh, on Friday. And then on Monday, um, well, today even, we started up a little bit stronger again. That's meant that crypto absolutely ripped. Um, yeah. And that's been, it's been a period of very low volatility for a while. Uh, I think for about two or three weeks, ETH didn't really move. It was kind of anchored to around 1,200, and Bitcoin was anchored to around 16,500, 16,600. So this maybe feels like a lot of volatility but, uh, compared to what we've been used to, but um, there are some big moves. Um, in particular, you've seen a massive, massive short squeeze across the whole market. So any any coin which, had, um, which was a consensus short with... Uh, large negative funding, which, um, you know, maybe it just been a bit dormant, hadn't really been doing much, um, or just like migrating lower over time. And people had outsized positions on relative to relative to maybe historical volatility rather than like that current volatility has just been absolutely smoked. So like Gala, Gala has been, is up about 100% in the last week. It was up about was 70% crazy. every weekend. What happened there? So, was there a short squeeze on a few tokens? Massive. Like just massive. Yeah, really uh, Gala's was one of the most shorted coins in in crypto. Solana is trading at seventeen and a half now. Yeah, um, which is which is seventeen point five. It's like a- absolutely nuts. What a pump! Twenty three percent. By the way, for those who are 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 uh, are watching, are we're also streaming live, so I'm I'm sharing some some charts. But go ahead. Yeah, Solana moved twenty five percent. Lido moved. Lido, which is one of the staked ETH uh, DAO contracts, that moved about twenty percent. Um, or actually moved about 40% over the weekend. ApeCoin traded to just shy of five. Like all of these coins are all in the same bracket of being very shorted, consensus shorts. Um, and yeah, they just got 
absolutely smoked anyone who was shorting them. So I don't know if that trend continues. Like some of these coins have moved unbelievable amounts um, and kind of maybe even higher where they, than where they were pre-FDX happened, whereas ETH is down still a decent amount since then. So um, big moves, very, very big moves. I, I, I'm like... It's. It, I, I look through them. They st- most of them still have pretty negative funding, so they could. They could. You know, th- these could keep going, including ApeCoin, which I think is very important for the NFT market right now. Well, just Remember, a lot of people well. are a delta hedge there in terms of their staking. So uh, perhaps it's got less of a short base than m- maybe some of the others because it's it's kind of people just hedging their their actual positions. But um, yeah, just uh, just a wild wild move. Gala's obviously a, was a very, very big uh, crypto gaming coin for a long time. Um, hasn't had a good 12 months. Um, uh, yeah, that was a very, very big move there. So the real moves over the weekend were not in NFTs. It was in crypto. And um, yeah. that's that's not great, I would say, for NFTs. So NFT volatility is normally... Uh, sorry, ETH volatility is normally not taken that kindly with NFTs. And you definitely saw... I mean, you normally see volume slow over the weekends anyway. But you definitely saw volumes um, slow, uh, slow more markedly because of because of like the fact that ETH uh, started to pick up. I mean, pace it's and... usually Mendo, From what I've seen, right? When uh, yeah, I get you when you say it's not that good usually. But when it's usually like the first bit where people try to figure out where like ETH stops, but then it kind of like continues its course. I find. Yeah. So, like, what I would say is, it really now depends on the. Um, the path of which, if if ETH is going to go here to like four thousand, uh, sorry, two thousand, then it really depends if it's going to be a violent move or it's going to be a slow and steady increase. Um, ETH has moved less dramatically; like it's only up five percent. It's not like it's up a crazy amount. Um, so maybe the NFT market doesn't react that much. If we start seeing like ten, thirty, forty percent moves in in a in a few days or in a week, I think we'll start to see NFT volumes uh, dwindle. But for now, stuff has definitely slowed down in terms of volumes. Some stuff has started to migrate lower. Um, I haven't seen any like wild moves. Obviously, all the Yuga assets have held in okay because ApeCoin went on this massive run. So um, staking is still really attractive acro- across uh, board Ape assets at the moment or uh, the whole of that ecosystem. Whereas... For other things, it's maybe maybe it's not the case, and people more more look at it the, the rise in um, dollar price. But yeah, look, this is a big move. Like, yeah. apes are now comfortably above 100k again. Um, punks are probably getting even close to that. Um, and I, I just it'll be interesting to see. Like, there's no fixed correlation between the price of ETH and the price of NFTs. There does seem to be correlation between volatility and NFTs. Yeah. So. What we all we can hope for now is kind of like a a slow increase in ETH. Like if we migrate over the course of the next month, maybe month and a half to two, like into the high, you know, eighteen hundred, seventeen hundred, that sort of move. Um, let's say inflation comes in lower. The big inflation pr- um, reading is going to be on Thursday. Let's say inflation comes in lower. Then I do think we could see ETH move towards that sort of range, um, and. Let's let's hope it's a less violent move. Let's put, let's just put it that yeah. way. I uh, I kind of want to go to Wizard here real quick. Wizard GM, how you doing, Cake? What's up, buddy? Yo yo yo, talk to us. Talk to us on this on this coins market. Yeah, I mean, I, it's honestly uh, 
I would just echo with whatever Mando said. I mean, he's he's on point when it comes to the NFT part for sure. The the volatility and you, you're kind of seeing that a little bit today already. But there's still, I guess, catalyst with the you know the Yuga Mint, and it's a free mint this time, so it's not like a big liquidity suck. So that's kind of you know kind of changes thing. Um, this would be the first time we see like a major mint that's a free mint, and I guess we're gonna have that free mint, but uh, with Gate, but that's not till February, I guess. But um, you know, it's like the last two proxies you can use is Mutants Mint and, um, you know, other side that kind of sent us into NFT bears after those happened. But those were all, you know, pretty high um, liquidity sucks. So I don't know if that's the case here. Yeah, it seems um, like a free mint, right? Yeah. So I because it's a free mint, like I don't really know, like there's no really good uh, proxy for it, like how the market should react. Because obviously Yuga hasn't had like something like this before. Because obviously they're the biggest, so th that's what matters. Um, so I, I'm unsure. I think we'll definitely see a slowdown. I mean, this is a big move in, um, you know, equities. Like, sorry, big move in Ethereum because we were sitting. The range was eleven fifty to twelve fifty, and we sat there for around eight weeks, basically since um, fall. Happened. like that's what started the raids like we dropped from 1600 uh so 1650 whatever it was to uh 1080 sorry 1050 and then we bounced back and that was the lows um you know local lows and then we just range bound so obviously we're broken out of range which is big um so we get either in the new range i don't see so cpi could be a catalyst that brings us back into range but CPI when's that also sorry go ahead when is that date wise I usually ask uh, Ovi for all the dates. Thursday, right? <laughs> I miss asking Ovi the dates. <laughs> Go ahead, Wiz. I told you. Yeah, I thought you said Thursday, it two right? minutes ago. Well, yeah, he, uh, Mando just said it. Yeah, it's on Thursday. I love that. 8, oh, Thursday. Yeah, Thursday, 8.30 a.m. EST. Um, the, 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 the thing is, uh, the bigger uh, problem for the market, like, so if you look at the last CPI, it came in lower than expected. Market pumped, and then Powell just destroyed everything, right? Because he's like, goods inflation, he doesn't care about as much anymore. Goods inflation is definitely trending down. Like, we peaked at 9.1% in June, uh, where we started that, you know, the summer bear market rally we had where it went up to 2,000. That kind of started when that peaked out at 9.1%. So we're obviously much lower now. Uh, the bigger concern is wage inflation, which is which is wage growth. Like, that's what, that's the only thing uh, Powell cares about right now. And that's, like we had headline employment come in higher. We had unemployment number drop to 3.5%, uh, but we still had um, market pump. And a lot of like non-sophisticated participants were like all confused. And I was like, oh, well, the wage quote dropped to 4.6%. So essentially like that that's the big concern because there's a big problem that the Fed's worried or everyone's worried is that we could go into a wage spiral, which is uh, essentially like as inflation goes up and if you have a scarcity of labor, because post-COVID, you've had, there's been a scarcity of labor, right? Like, it's, it's been tough to fill a lot of jobs. Um, so what's happened is people who are in jobs, they're like, hey, inflation's at like 7 8%. I need a raise. And corporations are making money. Like, corporate earnings are doing really well. So they're like, okay, we'll raise your, we'll raise your wage. Uh, so that so everything that Powell does and gets uh, you know like uh, reverse back. So the more inflation goes up, the more people ask for raise. The more inflation goes up even more. So you, that spiral is what the big fear was, and then so that's why if wage growth drops. That's the real bullish indicator for the Fed to slow down its hikes or you know keep it stable or so on. So that's why the number on Friday was so bullish because the four point six percent wage growth drop. 
um, is is a really good number. A, it's under 5%, which is great. Now, if that coincides with unemployment tick up a little bit and CPI coming lower consistently, like it has been, it, ha- it has been trending lower, then you get into a scenario where you're going to have Fed kind of slow down, like, you know, in February, March, and so on. So February 1st is their meeting. So the only number they've, they're going to see for employment is what we had this past Friday and the CPI. So th- that's kind of it. Um, so I think uh, like it. all that. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was saying send it. Send it. Yeah, send yeah. It all. So, well, that, that's what's happening, right? Respect You're seeing, the pump. Like, yeah, NASDAQ's <laughs> doing well. It's an organic pump, right? Like it's not a technicals-based pump. It's like exactly. a real organic macro pump. So that's always more sustainable. But, you know, you'll have dips and stuff as always. Yeah. It's the whole foods of pumps. Exactly. Exactly. Mando, talk to me about NFTs. Let me switch the tab. There you go. We're now live sharing. uh, If you're watching on video, uh, which is pinned at the top as well, uh, the uh, DGEN's finance dashboard. So, Mando, talk to me about NFTs. I'm liking, look, I'm liking the side of Board Apes at over 85 here, but tell me more. Yeah. Like I said, it's, it's been, it's slowed down. It's definitely not cratered. Like, um, ETH, ETH has obviously risen, what was it, 12.30 it was trading, 12.35 I think it was trading on Friday, um, yeah, just before the figure came out, and just now it's bucks 13.35, yeah. so it's up, it's up like 7% since Friday when we did this show around then, um, and floor prices haven't really dipped that much, at least I would say in blue chips. Um, I would say some some of the stuff has migrated lower. Like it definitely doesn't feel as though we're having the same sort of volumes as, as we've been having recently. Um, you, like I said, Sunday Sunday is generally a very very quiet, but it was particularly quiet um, yesterday. And I think just from my own psychology, I'm going to wait to see what happens here with terms of ETH price. This is the most volatility I think we've seen in crypto for two months, as Wiz just said, and. Myself, like I'm sure a lot of other traders will just be sitting here and being like, right, let's just wait to see how this volatility ends over the next 24 hours, maybe even into Thursday's inflation figure. Like, there's no need to kind of go a bit go crazy here. I personally think that we're going to keep on rallying, like, um, in macro here until Thursday, or at least over the course of the three days, I think we'll rally uh, a decent amount just because to me, the, the risk seems skewed to the upside still um because i think that like wiz has said like goods inflation could come down could come down quite a lot at the moment it's definitely in it's definitely heading lower and it's always difficult to work out how quick that deceleration is happening so if it comes in lower like you could see it go quite quite a lot higher so um i'm I'm not in a rush given i think that eth is probably going to migrate higher over the next few few days ahead of that uh, ahead of that session um, in terms of what was the most active, look, we said that captains had a had a range. People were talking about a range of like five to fifteen ETH for the captains. It has come, and the floor price is kind of at the lower end of that range. Now, it's trading at five and a half ETH. I think the main thing to note there was that potatoes didn't really drop that much. They only dropped to yeah. to two ETH. So your effective mint price, I think, was something like four ETH, given that the potatoes were trading at like three just before mint just above three, and then you had to pay one ETH for mint. Three three, uh, three potatoes dropping one ETH each is three ETH, and then you had to pay one ETH for the mint. So that kind of makes sense. I think you've net-net made money if you minted that and owned potatoes going into the mint. Um, but you've only made, like, uh, let's say one to one and a half ETH. So um, it's, yeah, that's nothing terrible, but it's not. It, was, it hasn't been the home run that I think 
some. I think people, people were, were really do. expecting like a fifteen plus ETH open. Like I, I saw multiple people. Like I think Eric last week actually EB seven who came on our show. We talked about the open. He's saying that's when he said mutants can barely hit like break through sixteen seventeen. I know I know they did, but like I'm saying at the time it was like. They, they had trouble hitting, uh, breaking 16, 17. It was like, and you're expecting this mint. And he's like, that's what Yuga having a free mint. And you're expecting those to open at 15. And he was telling people that it's not realistic to have, that was his point of view, by the way, but to have it open at 15. So I think people were expecting too much. But on that, I saw this thread here by uh, Nungak CEO, Ray. And he was saying, if we want more people to embrace Web3, unlock the ownership economy, we cannot see ourselves as OG and condescendingly criticize anything that's not similar to the current Web3 energy practices. We should not be overprotective and assume any legit companies and brands. But so he was making a whole thread about this because I think that he was getting a lot of slack over like, I think he just caught a lot of slack over, uh, over uh, like the captains, like not opening where like people expected it to open or whatever. Like, I think I saw, I, I thought that was whack for what it's worth. Like, I think I definitely sat with him. If you were to listen to everyone who's been in here longer than you, then I don't think you'd go very far or else they would have done it. But that was funny. Wiz, what's up? Yeah, but did you see that the Meme Land account was tweeting out that like somebody said like, oh, it'll be like 5 ETH or whatever. And he, the main account was tweeting out uh, 5 ETH is FUD and stuff. Like, <laughs> mean, like so Oh, really? Main, no way. Okay, I did not see that. I did not. Yeah, so if their main accounts and stuff are like, tweeting out stuff like that and even in the discord like the nine gag guy he he tweeted like uh the, he literally talked about like okay we're gonna mint we're gonna do this 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 and then like price is gonna go up like so there's been so much like their main accounts are talking about price and saying five week as fud when it was at like four like you know it dropped down to like four and a half i mean it, it rebounded but like if you're gonna have your core accounts talk about it and then you complain that oh let's not talk about price like what does that make any sense yeah, I'm looking at the bid at five two. The floor is five five eight on on open seat. Wow, they did sixty six hundred ETH of volume, man. Though, holy shit, look at that. <laughs> with the with the set royalty too, right? The royalty is at nine percent, and I'm pretty sure it's enforced. Nine percent. Wow, I'm pretty high. sure it's yeah, enforced it's royalty, right? So it's sixty six hundred. What's like what's like six hundred ETH? Yeah, it's like six hundred ETH in in the in wow. GG. I mean, congrats to them. I mean, it seems like the this uh, this mint was successful uh, on that side. But uh, but w- what else? Hold on. Let me let me uh, share this again, dude. That the hounds are still like two ETH right now. Uh, they said the eleventh something's coming, so that's tomorrow, same day that. Uh, to- well, the eleventh Wednesday, Wednesday, days, Wednesday, huh? Wednesday. Sorry, Wednesday. Yeah. So yeah, that's gonna be a big day, by the way, because on the ape website thing, the MD versus MMV, whatever it is, XYZ. Uh, it's uh, it says on the 11th, prepare for mint. So that's also coming uh, this week. This week's gonna be huge. Like I don't know. I was texting a group chat with you. Right? I was like, I ha- I don't know why I have an ish. I have a feeling about the next couple of weeks. Like the- I-, I don't know. Like when when I'm like you know when I'm tingling, it's similar to when Wiz's knee hurts. You know what I mean? Wiz, sometimes I get this like funky feeling. And over the last few months, I never listened to myself. And you can ask Mando that. And I always and I was always too scared. And I miss like major moves, and now I just listen to Mando. Now I just stopped, and and even Wiz, like he would tell me, "Yo, like this is where you buy ETH," and I would just not do it. And next thing you know, it's like up oh, like ten percent. He's like, "You're an idiot." So I'm I got tired of this. That was the old me. Uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's the case for a lot of people, though, right? Yeah. I think a lot of people, you know, people have been burnt yeah. um, during the bear market, and like it takes a lot, to, like you know, 
dip your toe back in again sometimes. Yeah, definitely. It, it's true. It scars you. So it says prepare for the mint, study the guide, and plan your strategy. So that's that's what like you know that's what it says on their website, January eleventh. So it's gonna be a big week, and then um and then on the rest of the NFT side, I mean things are just like doing well. Like you have the Komi Squiggle still above seventeen ETH. The 200 ETH yeah, that volume. big sale, right? Yeah, 134 ETH sale. We were on the phone when that happened. Yep. I think it was a hyper. Was it a hyper rainbow? I, I think it was something like that. It was beautiful. Um, so that was really cool. I don't know what else. Oh, I friendship f- bracelets are up at 0.6. <laughs> shout out to. I want to give a quick shout out here on the show. Ox Busy. So he went through a bunch of people's wallets that hadn't minted their friendship bracelets. Like, and he reminded them. So he made a tweet saying like, Farouk six five two nine Andrew like. Keyboard monkey, like mint your friendship bracelets. Cause I had minted one like a month or two ago. I didn't realize you had two free mints for my main Farouk.eth wallet. And then when he tweeted that, I DM'd him like, bro, you're telling me I didn't mint all? He's like, Yeah, you have another one. So I go on it and I realized I had one extra mint. And you can see it. It's it's in my um it's in my and it's in the Farouk wallet on OpenSea. But I was super happy about that. It's like you find 0.6 ETH in your pocket. You know how we used to be happy about finding a two dollar, like a toonie. Mm. I mean, in Canada we have toonies, right? And loonies, right? <laughs> And like little coins and you find, oh, I bought $2 in my pocket. I'm rich, you know, Uh, $20. That would be like, you won the fucking lottery. But (laughs) so I got this guy, man. Look at it. It's pretty nice. I mean, it's beautiful friendship bracelet. Came with a nice little 0.5, you know, ETH offer with it on it, stamped on it already. What do you you think the floor price is after the main close? closes? I don't know. Um, But if that's like the, the secondary... To, like that's why I guess is the thesis on this that it's a secondary collection to the squiggle. Is that the since it's art snow for a second project? Like is that the the thesis or not? Is that what people are running well, with? I, I, interestingly, it says by Electris Andre on, on on OpenSea. Obviously, it's by it's um. It's we by should both get him on the stage on show. You were right, but um, I think yeah, it it has that. It feels like the Art Blocks community project, right? It feels like if Art Blocks did it did a PFP. <laughs> This I know it's not like a PFP, but it's like it's meant okay, to it's their bring free the whole it's the community free together into yeah. one place. Um, and you're right. I think I think it's got a good vibe to it for that reason. Yeah, um, I mean, dude, Artblocks is a big community. Like, how many Artblocks holders are there? Like, probably one of the biggest NFT communities when you think about it. The Artblocks mm. like Discord has always been a place to be. Like the AB, like like back then in the summer 21, like all the alpha was like in the Artblocks block talk. Right, and very few people would make the time to go in there. I didn't like have the time for it. I wish, but it was crazy. Like when I would go in there, it would be like big chads, like big collectors, always in there, like generally talking like the von Mises of this world, right? And so that was something. So uh, I'm looking at the whole Arbox eco now. Like, look at how good the floors are holding there. Like the QQL, the anti cyclone, Fidenza's 87, Gazer's still 33. Like it's been over 30 for the longest time. Meridians, look at this. It's just like really cool to see. The Seahams. I saw a bunch of uh, sailor bots. People showing love to the Seahams again. That's something. <laughs> Welcome to La Hamilia, bro. Uh, that's a, that's a funny one. I have one. I bought it from PVD, like Peak Bull. It is in my vault. It's uh, oh, Kaleo. Actually, did you end up getting one? Bro, no. You don't realize I bottom ticked the Seahams. I like. I Let's go. At two point two and two point three ETH, I think. Um, like there's five ago. and a half now <laughs> well, yeah I tweeted it, and you know the shit the the funniest shit about it you can say oh well kaleo you know you 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 tweeted this out whatever nobody bought a damn see him after i tweeted. i think like maybe one or two other see him purchases happened after i tweeted it out because like my thesis is basically this like i think we're about to get a gen art season and i think squiggles you know kind of the like the keynote collection of art blocks 
is going to go absolutely crazy, like 40, 50 ETH type crazy. Um, and I think in that process, you're going to have a lot of these other collections that yeah. are oversold that are going to have life back into it. So I tweeted this out. Nobody did anything. And then Vincent Van Doe, who has like Kaleo. 90 CHAMs, tweets something out. And then they start going crazy. Do you know so, the story? Do you know the story, Kaleo, between VVD and the CHAMs? I actually don't know the so, story. Let me tell you the story. So back when VVD entered the space, like in 2021, like he was one of the reasons, like literally like one of the re- like one of the main participants in the whole bull run was him. And in terms of liquidity, I'm talking about in terms of like following, right? And so he came in out of nowhere, dude. And he spent like 2000 ETH, I think in like a day or two. And that's when ETH was like 4K, bro. And it was like, it could be more and it could be a little less, but it was in the thousands. It was crazy. And he came out of nowhere and he started buying all the art blocks. Like he started buying all the fucking art blocks early. And he was, every time he would, and he would also buy, set all-time highs and buy all the one-of-one art, like the early Seer Light, early, like a lot of artists like, that you guys all follow. And he would like buy them all. And every time he would buy a, a one-of-one, he would celebrate it by buying a Seaham because he just loved them. And so, and he would always buy them because they also have their own lore. The story, I don't know if you have a story of Seaham, but the art was stolen uh, from the original artist and then it was reestablished and given back to him because of the community. They found out like it was a, it, this is a very deep history between the sea in the sea hams. And it's, it's a whole thing. I forgot the, the exact story. Maybe we can get someone who knows better next tomorrow to come explain it again, but I'm paraphrasing y'all. But point being VVD was just notorious for just buying them every time uh, he would buy a new art piece. So they flew to like 10 ETH at 4K ETH. That's when I bought mine directly from VVD and it's like a sister collection, like whatever the, the secondary collection that they had. And, um, and it's just, uh, it was just, um, it's just, that's the story, Kaleo. That's kind of how they took off. And then they built this community, La Hamilia, and they, they have a Discord. They have like, they're just like, it's just this community that formed around like the Salobots, you know? I'm going to share my screen. Some of that. That's the, the more you know, uh, Kaleo. Yeah, so Salobots, Seahams to 100 ETH. <laughs> that's, that's the end of it and then oh by the way so he at the time i think he sent one to seth curry and steph curry like the curry brothers i'm pretty sure at the time like vvd sent them each like uh, uh, a sailor bot uh, if i'm not mistaken well, bro that's why it was a no-brainer <laughs> the other day because i thought about it i'm like what collection in art blocks has some of the most recognizable they're funny that's out there like everybody knows what a Seaham is, you can and play the with fact them. that they were still down there and hadn't had like any purchases in five days, and basically everything that you saw on there the past couple of months was tax loss harvesting. It was one of those things where it's like, okay, you know, they kind of play into the cute thesis also. So there were a lot of things going for it where it was like, okay, we're about to get a mini NFT bull market. Like, there's no way that these don't like get back into ETH price discovery pretty easily. Mm. They're great. Look, man, that's my 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 Seaham on video. It's, it looks exactly like me with the sun, with the glasses. Uh, but I I love them. I think they're so fun. Uh, there's that secondary collection. You can play with it. It moves. It moves just like the squiggle, y'all. Just like the squiggle. I think I was showing people the the hyper. I think it's is it a hyper? Hold on. That sold for 134 e. So that was fun. Um, but Mando, yeah, things are yeah. It is a hyper. Oh, good. I know my squiggles. Let's go. I've I've watched a lot of different squiggles animated to learn <laughs> what all of them mean. So there you go, some little history education about our vlogs this morning uh, on the show. Also on NFTs, uh, Mando, Moonbirds. Some news on the Moonbird side. I think it came over the weekend. Was it uh, late last week? But maybe Friday was after. Definitely after the show on Friday. But 
Um, today, we're excited to announce that Proof XYZ has signed with United Talent Agency, UTA. Uh, working together, we'll be focused on partnerships that extend Moonbirds far beyond our existing Web3 audience, transforming Moonbirds into a global brand. So uh, then they explain kind of like what UTA is, and, and you have everyone uh, in the comments there. You have Gary's seed phrase. Thank you, everyone. But uh, that was some news from there. Uh, signing UTA. What are your thoughts, Mando, here? Good. I mean, I guess, I guess that's good. I mean, it's a CCO project, right? I think um, it'll be right, interesting. True. I, I quite like the IP of Moonbirds. It's obviously pixel art. It's this um, kind, of, kind of like Angry Birds gaming <laughs> aspect to it. Like Some of them look so quite, mad. They like, could do quite a lot it. with it if they wanted to, I think. But it um, is now, right? Par- pardon? It is CCO, though. That's that. I, I didn't. So that's the thing. Like it's CCO now. The Moonbirds. So it's the Proof XYZ. It says that signed with UTA. Oh, so, it's Proof. Well, it doesn't mean it's not like the Mint Pass is gonna be like the like uh, mm. marketed like that. But it's just it's it says Proof XYZ signed. So it's not the Moonbirds. Oh, but it does say we'll we'll be focused on partnership extend Moonbirds far beyond. Yeah, I mean maybe it means that they're gonna use people's IPs and market people's Moonbirds. I don't know. So what does that mean to the holder? Because like, if it's CCO, it means they can also do whatever they want with them without necessarily like asking me if yeah, they can move thing. Yeah, exactly. I think there's something with your audio, 5511. I don't know if it's the, the, the cord or like uh, the headset. Oh, okay. sorry. Go ahead, Mando. No, no. I, I, I mean, let's see what they do. Let's see what yeah. they do. You can't really read much into these. These things get signed all the time. There's a punt. There's like, I don't know, dozens and dozens of people now in the space who are signed to UTA or CAA. Yeah. Um, Ryan works I, with them. Ryan what, works I mean, what's the best thing we've seen come from them so far? On the, on the like, I'm not going to lie, like, and I, like, on the, I'm not like the, an agency maxi at all. Uh, I, 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 I think more value is coming from the actual creators within Web3. That's why these agencies need I agree, yeah. us, not me, you specifically, like us, like the space collectively in order to, to stay in the game and have skin in the game in the future. I genuinely think that a lot of these agencies will come in and try to take something away more, like in terms of like signing a lot of people and like and having a bigger thing. But there is a caveat here. UTA specifically, I've spoken to all of them. UTA, CA, WME, I've had conversations with every single one of them, especially given that we're media. And actually, I like the idea of working with different agencies, so all of them, and being able to, because they can bring interesting like partnerships and relationships to the table. I don't think it's worth like you know, burning a bridge in, in that sense. But UTA specifically, if he's working with like Leslie and stuff, he'll probably be good because they'll probably care a lot about the bigger IPs in the space, right? Like we've seen like UTA and other agencies sign smaller in a way people. I'm not sure how that helped them. You understand? But Ryan, mm. thank you, X, who commented here, is a very good friend of mine, one of my best friends, is also represented by UTA, Leslie Silverman there. And I know for a fact they've crushed it for him. Like Ryan always talks, sings their praises when we speak behind the scenes. So see, it, it could be both sides, right? It could be, it could go both ways. For Moonbirds, I think they would work a lot on that because it's Kevin Rose. He is one of the biggest names. He himself has 1.6 million followers as well. And there's this whole aspect. Um, and, um, and, uh, and so I think it's going to be interesting, but definitely curious to see what it means with regards to the CC zero thing, like, you know, and, and all that. And if they'll be good for the, again, this is great for the proof brand, I'm sure, but is it good for the holder? Like, will it help bring that floor price up for, can we talk about what's happening in Oni? Yeah, there's Oni as well. So Oni Force, there's some rumors of acquisition. Uh, the rumors are that they're being acquired by someone. I don't know if the, if, um, if, like 
the the rumors on like who it, who could potentially be buying them is out. Uh, but uh, but there is there's definitely uh, I mean it's ironic to see this tweet for example. Uh, but anyways, uh, there is a, I think it hit like one ETH at some point. It's just acquisition rumors. I don't know if people announce like who. Uh, seems like they they uh, they ran really really hard. Uh, so um, I don't know. Not gonna lie. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean th- that's <laughs> fake, of course. Like it's not Zagabon buying Oni. Uh, but uh, it's just like there's. Listen, it has good IP potential. Hearing things. Hearing things. Yeah, it's hearing things. Uh, so I mean, we know for a fact. And by the way, that's a fact. Like they have been shopping the brand for months, Mando. Like they have been ages, trying, right? Yeah, they've been shopping this brand for a very long time. Um, and uh, and it was a lot of back and forth. Uh, and so I, I personally tried in February. Uh, with with regards to you that tried question. to buy Oni. I was like, I think I was the first person to throw them an offer. Wow! Yeah. What, what offer did you show them? Uh, it was an offer for the for the rugged out to take over uh, the project. How much? It wasn't. It was like a deal with different things. It was like we we, okay. we offered something with like very low amount of cash, but a lot of uh, different things with regards to IP billing, Sounds like caps, us. yeah, a bunch of different <laughs> things. So, uh, so no, but it was it was a good one. But the point being is, I don't want to talk to my experience about my calls with them, but there's a reason why I was just like I just gave up at some point because it's just like. It's founders who made a lot of money and just rugged the project, literally. Like soft rug really? or anything. I mean, where the fuck has they, have they been after they minted? <laughs> and there was like seven fights between the founders. Yeah. Right? So there was fights between the founders, a lot of online drama. There was drama about mods not being paid. Uh they were and that's by the way, that's not privy information that I have. It's like literally it was in the Discord. Like there was conversation they were having on Twitter too. Someone called them out. This thing like it was a whole it was a lot happening behind the scenes where it's like, yo, you don't wanna like kind of touched yeah. that you know what i mean it was uh but now it seems like they've we'll see honestly i don't really remember them that lasting that long like it was i like remember a it being one of those mints thing. that went like mooned and then it was gone within like two weeks or am i misremembering that no, it just felt like it was one of those like classic oh it started at 7th and then i never really heard about it again no it was it was one of those it was a quick it, one it lasted for a while it lasted for longer than i thought maybe it was crazy like, though. It ran like crazy. I remember when Logan Paul. Remember the whole thing when he bought his like six hundred grand, <laughs> and then like and then Steve Aoki, and then everyone like Oni Force was that thing where like it got the anime manga whatever style like uh, Alpha mm. like a little before like the that, other yeah. ones, and it just went in. And then like it was early enough that it was like one of the first, and so it had the narrative like it was in the summer, like it was really like peak bull, like apes were like starting to really hit like the twenties, thirties, like it was like it was yeah. like. Things were like starting to run. Everybody was rich, you know. <laughs> it was one of those like perfectly timed things, and I think a lot of people are playing on the like pudgy penguin narrative of like how like you could probably, uh, you know, have a two point here where like and, like pudgy penguin. You know, when you see all the other races, you could argue that the guy's already like more than 10, 20, 30 x his money, right? It was two and a half million acquisition. You can all be argue that it's worth at least twenty five mil the IP. And I'm being generous here, like you know, Doodles versus 600 mil. Uh, you got four bill. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, Oni's done 50k ETH in volume uh, and all that. But anyways, so that's uh, that's something else. Also, it was uh, uh, a weekend. I'm also talk about love that. And by the way, I see Kieran Warwick on stage, a GM. We're going in a second. Can't wait. It's, to all, get it's also like 2 a.m. where Kieran is, so I think we have to oh, show no. some real respect. Whoa, he, he's in Australia, which is oh. Which is, Wow. Well, we will absolutely immediately, expeditiously, absolutely end this conversation here and 
and immediately transition to Kieran Warwick. I'm sharing his his Twitter here on the on the video if you watch on video. We'll, we'll talk about uh, Capsule House tomorrow because also about like the Switch to LLC, all that community owned, and then the Oni stuff. We can also talk more about it tomorrow. Get more information for tomorrow so we can have a conversation about like the the IPs and the LLCs and this company being acquired and whatnot. And uh, you know, because that could be a big narrative in the, in this next run. Um, there's a lot of them, right? There's yeah, a lot of there's there's a lot of 2021 stuff that get, I mean, I'm pretty sure Cool Cats is already like it's the most obvious one, right? There, there's Cool Cats, the there's most... Oni, there's 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 the Capsule Houses. A lot of IPs that have been already acquired or are in talks to be acquired, like behind the scenes. So maybe we start getting into investigative journalism, Mando. Uh, and uh, and talk about it more on the show. Uh, it'll be yeah, we can start buying them. Exactly. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and we'll have uh, Kaleo chart all this shit. By the way, I got to give one more shout out and credit to Crypto Kaleo. If you're not following him, you better follow him right now because not only was he the god of charting on CT, but now NFT Twitter is crushing the charts. Did it again. Did it again. But anyways, let's move to our special guest of the day here, Kieran Warwick. Uh, co-founder of Illuvium. Um, you've probably all heard of Illuvium right now. Uh, you know, huge gaming studio uh, in the space. We've talked about it last week with Bryson, who was our special guest. Uh, Kieran, welcome. Good morning. Or, I mean, I don't know if it's good morning for you, but... <laughs> <laughs> you guys have already rugged me. It's uh, it's 3.20 a.m. here, not 2 a.m. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I was actually... Uh, I turned it on about... 30 minutes ago and uh, my partner was like what are they talking about the cats and friendship bracelets and all this. I'm like, this, is, uh, this is the wonderful world of uh, of nft I know, so, right? you know i'm massively <laughs> bullish over the last couple of days and i actually that that tingling feeling that you guys are talking about i started getting myself about a week ago so i think we're we're definitely aligned it's a it's a very fun time yeah, it's uh, it's it's definitely like it feels good to wait every day so far in this year so far you know, the first nine days have felt, it's still fun to wake up Kieran and be like oh yeah like I'm not down ten percent awesome yeah, it was it was pretty grim uh, towards 2022 like I, I mean I, we had a good last two weeks of 2022 in the NFT space but still like it was pretty grim waking up um well you know we do the market report every day Kieran like we start with 15 minutes of like macro 15 minutes of NFT. And then we get into conversation like you just heard, but it's uh, it was like it got to the point where it's like, oh yeah, another day where we're down. You should have seen the shows where we were down to like eight hundred and sixty-five dollar ETH. <laughs> yeah, God, it that, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. You, know, you got to keep on pushing on, and uh, I respect that. And you know, ev- I think everyone who's been through a few cycles is like, you know what? At, at some point, uh, hopefully, these cycles are a little bit more condensed in uh, in the future, but. It's always going to come back, right? Yeah, it's it, yeah, it will. And I can't wait to talk about uh, all of this with you, actually, and, and talk about definitely in the space, what you do, who you are. I mean, you're uh, you're you're pretty, you know, for people in the audience, if you don't know Karen yet, you're gonna want to share the space. Just a reminder, because Karen, I mean, you, you guys, you guys have done a lot in this space, and you you do a lot, and we're really honored that you you joined us today. So shout out to Mando for making this happen. I'm actually gonna hand this to Mando in a minute, but first, Karen, there is a question that we ask. Every single person, big or small, who comes on the show is, who is Kieran Warwick? Um, I am a degenerate at uh, at heart. I got I got into 
this space uh, from uh, early on. I was I was trading penny stocks in uh, in what I like to call the real world. But uh, then I I found crypto in 2016. Uh, my brother is also the founder of Synthetics. Uh, that's uh, Kane Warwick, and uh, we'd had an interest in this space for something like five or six years, and uh, I basically I decided to uh, go all in on ETH in 2016. It was I think I was trading it at like eleven dollars or something like that. <laughs> And uh, I got absolutely wrecked. I went from like eleven dollars down to six dollars, and I, I was like, God "Wow, damn, wrecked!" Seriously, I was like, "I hate this crypto space. I am, I am out of here." And uh, Kane decided, "No, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna stay in it." And he eventually created uh, Synthetics. I went away and didn't come back until uh, about 2020, where I caught. Uh, the the start of the bull run and I just it was it, it, it reminded me so much of what you guys were talking about where you just literally put money into anything basically and 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 stuff just starts going to the moon and so I made a whole bunch of money uh more money than I'd, I'd made in the last like five years of my life in like two months and I was like what am I doing? I need, to, I need to do something. And then I eventually, uh, eventually came across Axie infinity and, uh, I've been a gamer my whole life. And, uh, I, I saw the potential of NFTs inside of gaming and, and verifiable ownership and all the, the amazing things that, that comes with having blockchain tech underpin gaming. And, uh, and yeah, I just, I, I tapped my, uh, two other brothers who one happens to be uh, a, a really, really good CGI artist. And uh, the other one is a game designer. And yeah, we just, uh, we decided, Hey, let's do it. Let's, uh, let's jump into this world. And that was about two and a half, three years ago. And we just haven't looked back. Wow. That is extremely impressive. I'm so sorry you got wrecked back then from 11 to $6. <laughs> I'm like, from the bottom of my heart, I feel extremely sorry to hear that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fuck well, me, bro. <laughs> seriously. At, I mean, at the time, I literally <laughs> saved up a hundred grand and I was like, all right, man, I've been doing <laughs> my entire life. I was like, now I'm going to get a deposit on my house. I'm going to start being mature. And then I found this wonderful ETH token and I was like, <laughs> All in, and then I pretty much lost it all, margin trading, and yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> hey, anyway, I guess things happen for a reason. Exactly. But. I mean, this. If anything, I think this is a pretty good lesson to start with, and and what a what a way to start this this, this episode. Starting a banger. I just uh, I'm gonna pin it at the top. I just tweeted out again that we're live with Kieran for those who 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 want to share this, and and for those who wonder, we're also live on video, but Kieran is only on audio uh, at the moment. But anyways. Yo, uh, I'm gonna give this to Mando here. Uh, if uh, if you had any questions for for Kieran here, because uh, <laughs> I'm really liking where this is going. Yeah, so I think maybe this is start with with the basics. Like, um, so what is Alluvium? I know it's obviously seen as like a bit of a comp to I don't know a Pokemon style game on blockchain. That's how I, I first kind of saw about it. Maybe in early 2021, I started to see some of the game trailers come out. Um, and obviously that around that time it was all the rage was all P2E. Um, 
and let's say low low quality games. This seemed to be like the first AAA game that might be coming um, to blockchain. So yeah, maybe let's just give a, a, a five ten minutes on what is Alluvium, how, how is the world being built, and and kind of what you've done so far. Yeah, for sure. So that was uh, you're definitely right. Back in 2020, I think the, the this negative connotation to NFTs was uh, generated from people in the mainstream seeing the games that were available and uh, you know it, it was sort of a stretch to even call them indie based games uh, we, we decided to take it the next step and and truly build the first triple a game in the space and uh, and then we decided why not uh, make it instead of just one game, let's make it multiple games and then eventually a, a plethora of, of games that are all interoperable with each other. They're all seamlessly connected. And uh, this, the start of that is uh, the three games that are available in either alpha or beta now. And uh, essentially where it starts is your uh, city builder game, which is what we released uh, something like 10 days ago now, uh, which is Alluvium Zero. And that's the land-based game. You are trying to build up a city to effectively extract resources from your land. And those resources, uh, what are required, we call them fuel. Those, uh, those fuels are what are required inside the overworld. Now the overworld is more akin to to like your your Pokemon creature capturer uh, style of game. That's where you see the 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 trailer, which has you know the beautiful images. We've got the seven different regions, which are all uh, very diverse biomes, and there's there's sort of something for everyone there. There's crazy deserts, there's awesome seas, and all sorts of stuff like that. And uh, there's 185 alluvials, which I guess you know would be what you would call the the Pokemon style creatures, uh, for you to go and collect. And uh, to collect them, it takes those uh, those fuels that are required from uh, alluvium zero. And then once you build up your uh, your team, then uh, your your team of alluvials then you can go into our third game, which is Alluvium Arena. And that's more similar to like a, a team fight tactics or a Dota Underlords uh, style of auto battler game. And, uh, and you can start playing people and uh, competing in PVP. And, you know, that's the esports sort of uh, tournament style of, of game. But uh, the important thing is that, that all of these, uh, NFTs that you capture inside of the overworld, you'll be able to use in any game that we have now out and any future games that we have. So, for example, if we decide to, to create like a, a, a racing style game, you'll be able to take your Atlas, which is like one of our most popular uh, creatures inside of the overworld you'll be able to take that atlas and port in that nft and all of a sudden you'll be uh, racing around with your friends utilizing uh, that same nft that you caught that you were previously battling with just in a brand new game 
And I think that's the the power of what utilizing blockchain technology unlocks. And uh, and yeah, we, we, we try and do it in a way. I mean, AAA is a very loose term, right? Like I, I feel like since we came out and said, hey, we're going to be AAA, it's like there's thousands of projects that are that are going triple <laughs> a everything and is I mean, blue chip don't worry everything's a blue chip in nft space <laughs> as well exactly right so you know but i think we can when we compare we we try not to compare ourselves to any other crypto based yeah. game we're trying to achieve something that uh that that competes with mainstream and and truly is that first game that you can say like hey put down pokemon check out this other game and instead of you saying to your friends hey put down pokemon and come and see this new game that's got like 2d graphics and there's six creatures for you to to actually collect inside of it because it actually takes time to to build out good games we're we're trying to to make it so it's literally comparable and People are like, "Wow, this crypto game actually is the same quality as uh, as the games that I'm typically playing, uh, you know, with my friends or on the PlayStation or Xbox or whatever like that." Wow. Oh, Amanda, we can't hear you. Oh, you're. I think you're muted. But on, but this is wow. I'm uh, sorry. I'm just like at the same time. Just so you know, Kieran, because we usually stream these on video as well at the same time. I'm going through like the whole Alluvium website. The staking part, the dashboard, it, 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 the overview—it's sick. I mean, <laughs> it's really cool. But Mando, take it, take it away. Yeah, so it's it's, it's just interesting to see that the, the game kind of shifted into a series of games. It seems, and um, obviously now you're like you're building more. I, I guess more akin to like what a metaverse would be. I guess in terms of scale, how, how just so just for the audience because maybe they didn't know like how big was the, like the land sale, for example. I know I know you did a land sale recently. I think it was something we're talking tens of millions, right? Uh, the land sale we did, unfortunately, we so we did it. I think it was four months after uh, the other side mint, and uh, so we did it pretty. If if you can go back then and remember those times, it was it was pretty much when uh, when the bear market hit, and people were like, "Are you going to delay this?" and and so we we're expecting to do. I I had a target of of doing around three hundred million. But uh, we ended up doing seventy-two million in uh, in that first land sale, which is twenty percent of the land, which is still pretty incredible. I mean, to put put it into perspective, I don't think that's still a small amount. But uh, I know what you mean. Like maybe that's a fair market valuation. Um, but I, I guess I guess this gives the audience a bit of context in, into um, like how how respected this game kind of is in in, in like the P two E style, or sorry, in the ga- in the blockchain gaming style. In terms of how you are going to move forward with the game, um, obviously there are all these different sort of styles that, that you have P2E, you have free to play, um, you have just games that utilize NFTs to, to, for their, for their uh, assets. How, how exactly is blockchain and NFTs going to play a role in the game or series of games? Yeah, so uh, you in the series of games it, it's it's as i was saying right like you you have the ability to uh capture these these creatures and they're essentially your access pass into any of the future games that we create and so how that differs from a normal game you know instead of you if you look at uh 
I don't know, a FIFA, for example, instead of you going through and, and uh, you, you play FIFA 20 or whatever, and then uh, you, you build up your teams and your stats get better and better, then you've got to go and uh, purchase FIFA 21 and then 22, and you lose that progression all the way you know, every single time that you uh, you start again, that's not the same in uh, in Alluvium, right? Like if you get a, a, a really high stats uh, creature in uh, in the overworld, that will then port in to the next game that we have and the next game and the next game. So you're never losing your progress and we're always recording the, I guess, the, the story of... of that NFT and and where it started and what achievements have occurred and and all of that kind of stuff. So utilizing the utilizing NFTs inside our games just gives you that verifiable ownership. You always have the ability to go and sell those assets whenever you want. So if for whatever reason, you know, you you pump let's call it 5 years into the game, and then instead of you getting no value out of that, which is in the traditional sense for the publisher, you just, that's it, right? Like they don't want you to sell the assets or anything like that. You have the ability to, uh, let's say, recuperate some of the, the A, the funds that, that you put in to purchase that asset or to, to collect that asset in terms of uh, the time spent. And we uh, we allow that. And, and not only do we allow that we employ you to to get that value back and we're not sitting here like most play to earn games that say you know this is going to change your life or this is going to uh this is going to be an opportunity to to quit your job or anything like that it's more so this is a, a really really fun experience that you would be used to playing a typical game where you don't earn anything, earn anything, uh, except in this case, you do have a potential of earning uh, or recuperating some of the money that you've, uh, that you've put in, but you still get the, the main value you get out of playing our games is, uh, is the fun factor. And, and, Maybe we should go into the what what it takes to build a AAA game yeah. in this space. Like, how how big is the team? Like, it sounds like your background isn't in gaming. So, like, it, it, how how has it all been made up? Um, maybe some experience of like how, yeah, just just how you got the idea and um, kind of go from there. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, we are now. I think there's uh, there's about 175 of us. And yeah, which in itself is enough to to age you ten years in the (laughs) the space of twelve months. So, so, uh, it's it's pretty it's it's pretty nonstop. And the thing is, why I I didn't say anything about it being you know three a.m. for this call is we're we're very used to uh, you know waking up and working with our team, which is primarily in Europe. So it's not as bad as say like the u.s but then i think about that and i'm like we still have like 20 30 people in uh, in the u.s that are working with us so you get used to working in all sorts of uh of time zones and uh we started off at a time where nfts were super hot but nft gaming was not right and and it goes back to that 
stage where there were no good games the route. And so getting developers at that stage, particularly when, as, as you mentioned, we didn't come from the gaming industry. I had previously run four or five businesses. So I, I understood recruitment and, and what it took to, you know, raise money and get us into a position where we could get a team that had uh, a lot of experience with, uh, with game dev, but there was so much negativity in, uh, in the space yeah. because investors were starting to throw millions of dollars at these brand new studios that had no experience there was this pushback saying like, hey, we now can't get funding in our indie studio that might have created four or five titles that, yes, they didn't come out and, and be platinum hits, but they still had huge communities behind them. And then those developers are saying, hey, you know, this is BS. Like, I, I like give us the funding. Why are you funding this, this crazy new idea of ownership inside of games and whatever? And, uh, and so when we raised our, our first uh, 5 million and we went out into the market and we're like, okay, now we need to go and get people that have a ton of experience. We started looking at poaching people from EA and Ubisoft and all of these, these large scale uh, studios that, that had the talent that we needed. It was tough, right? Like it took a lot of, we're almost selling these people that are now, you know, have been with us for, for two, three years. And they're like, we would never look back. But that initial stage of building the studio was definitely one of the hardest things uh, that, that we were able to achieve. And it's why we were so adamant and upfront with everyone saying like, we are very proud of our team. Like, yes, we have, uh, and I think in our first year, we hired about 70 uh, devs across the, the art side and, uh, and the Unreal Engine uh, dev side. But that was pretty remarkable, right? Like there, there weren't many teams out there that even if they wanted to do it, could do it, right? Like that, yes, they had the funding, but you just had so many people who were like, no, I'm, unless it's a, a very, very clear vision with a really good game design, then they were just saying no to, uh, to working with NFT uh, studios. And, uh, and so, yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty tough getting to, to where we are now, but we have a really, really solid team, and uh, and obviously, you know, even saying that we're AAA with 170 people, it's it's yeah, it's a little bit. You know, if you look at most AAA games that are being built, have a thousand plus people in the team. They put 400 on uh, on a single game that they're building, and so so we're just scraping the barrel of being able to call ourselves AAA. But uh, I think the fact that we're a decentralized studio that is distributed across the world, that allows us to work so much faster than your typical studio where you've got, you know, people coming into work each day and all of that kind of stuff. Wow. I, I love this. I'm going through your tweets uh, I love that the way it looks, by the way, some photos shared on the iPhone and and uh, one of your tweets actually, Elovium team, IZ is available on, on PC, Mac and Android and iPhone users, once it's available on mobile, it's game over. I mean, 
at, at some there's a conversation I've I've heard a lot of people talk about in in the gaming side. I mean, do you think um, it's really going to take mobile blockchain gaming to really take us to the next level here? So the, it's it's really interesting, right? And it's something that sort of scared us a little bit uh, in the beginning because if you look at where the users were coming from uh, in back in 2020, it was like 95% mobile gamers, right? And and they were coming from countries that weren't typically known as uh, as gamers. And in my uh, my thoughts are that they actually weren't gamers, right? Like you had people who were in developing countries that were, you know, transport drivers or they might have been construction workers or whatever, whatever it might be. And the earning uh, potential is like $20, $30 a day. And then all of a sudden you've got these games like Axie Infinity come up where you can start to earn 10, 15 bucks a day. It's very, very attractive for this whole new subset of, uh, of gamers to, to come in and start playing these, uh, these blockchain games. And uh, we didn't, uh, the only title that we had was Alluvium Zero that we were building on mobile. Now we've changed that. And, uh, and about 12 months ago, we pivoted. So the, the auto battle is going to be on mobile too. But uh, it's, it's really interesting because you've got probably another potentially billion people around the world that never were considered gamers. You know, it's already a three billion market size uh, with, you know, across all the different platforms. But you add an extra billion to that, not like obviously it's a 25% increase, but it's a whole new world. And in order to do that, you need access you know they don't necessarily have access to the the type of pc hardware that's required for our games like you can see that's it's very very high fidelity graphics that we have and uh, and so it made us start thinking we've really got to to zero in on on what we're going to what platforms we're going to be available on and i think you know obviously Android and iOS have shown in the last 10 years that if you can get a really good game that's addicting on mobile, not only will people put countless hours into it because they, they don't need to be sitting at their desk, but they're also much more willing to spend 10 bucks or 20 bucks in, in little microtransactions just because they've become so accustomed to, you know, double clicking their the side of their phone and it's like, all right, just take it out of my credit card and away we go. Yeah. No, that's uh, very true. The the mobile I mean mobile game is just massive. Um I kinda wanna get to this other part of uh of uh of uh hold on, I think there's a, we have a hot mic here. I wanna get so I wanna get um to uh, to another part of something I I was sharing I was watching reading some of your tweets also on the on the on the screen here but you said we needed three AAA games in different genres to reach mainstream what if they all come from a single DAO not long before they're connected ask yourself Anon are you backing the right horse I love that and then you said DAS decentralized autonomous studios more efficient more transparent every decade something new comes knocking Illuvium is answering I'm a big fan of DAOs uh, actually Mando here you can't spell Mando without DAO 
That's a fact. I call him Man Dao, but we are a Dao as well, uh, Kieran. So we're approaching this in a way where it's media, we're a media Dao, right? The rock Dao. Uh, just the way we've launched this day one, and and I'm a big fan of uh, of th- that. And our mission is decentralized media, and obviously, yours decentralized autonomous studios, which is really cool. And I've I've never heard anyone speak of it in that way. Kind of wanted you to talk about that and and how you know Illuvium is set up. You talk about a council. I read a few comments and whatnot because I find that particularly interesting and intriguing as well. Yeah, so it's it's fascinating to me as well. Like back I love that shit. Yeah, and and look, take my uh, tweets with a with a grain of salt. I like being a little bit of a troll. As, as I know, well. I noticed <laughs> uh, with the little lizard. Honestly, it's like the. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's the perfect like PFP. You're gonna have to tell me about it because it's in your bio. You oh, lizard! Uh, yeah, it I'll seems like you're a janitor. That. You're you're the you're the richest janitor in the world. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'll, uh, I'll talk to you guys about the eat lizards in uh, the sec. But, Good. Uh, but yeah, so so it's fascinating to me, and I've been lucky enough to to be voted on to the council quite a few times uh, in a row. We have uh, in the beginning we had three month epochs, and now we have uh, six month epochs. But I uh, I've been a part of the the council for almost two years now, and we wanted to build the we wanted to build a game that was community first, right? Like, and that was pretty scary because you can imagine if if one of the the directors of ea walked into a board meeting and he was like hey guys i've got this idea let's let's go and give decision making power to all of the people like that's that's probably not going to go down well with uh with everyone around that that desk and so it was pretty scary thinking about okay what does this actually look like being a dow and uh, are we going to stay true to that in terms of like actually allowing people who are token holders to be the decision makers? And uh, while being scary, we we still ended up doing it because that was that was the the appeal to us. And so even prior to us uh, our, our TGE where we launched the token, we said to to everyone who had joined the discord that uh, we would share we, we would uh, airdrop out a pre-ilv token and all that pre-ilv token allowed people to do is vote in uh in, in which council members they wanted to to start governing the whole protocol right from the DeFi elements to the to the game elements and uh and so we did that. We formed a council, and essentially, the council is made up of, uh, of five people. Uh, we're, we're in the process, actually, of uh, proposing our governance v two structure, which has uh, it, it really it, it it goes deeper in allowing like uh, subcommittees that then feed into uh, the the main uh, council who who make decisions. But it really starts even decentralizing decision-making further. But right now, it's still those five people and anyone who's an ILV holder can create a IIP, which is anything that's going to improve the the protocol, or they can uh, create an ICCP, which is anything to to make changes to like things like uh, game balances and configurations like uh, staking mechanisms and, and stuff like that. So we've effectively been running 
what I would like to call is the the a, a true gaming DAO since our inception, and it's been crazy. Like there's been times where uh, we have missed things, and we we I'd like to think we had a pretty good plan uh, that was super clear and detailed for our community to go okay now we've got the path we just need to to make sure that we keep these devs on this path and uh but even you know that we've we've had about 30 proposals now and about uh, 20 of them have come from internal team members that have seen things that hey we we missed ourselves and then 10 other proposals have come from the community which have really improved how things would go in terms of uh, the just the running of the the organization and uh, without this governance process we would have missed them and it would have been uh, a worse situation than than what it ended up being so while it's been scary it's also been really rewarding and I think once we get to game launch, right? Because we're still in in private for for all of the the different games, and people can start making decisions based on you know the game balance and hey, I want to add this new character in or or whatever it might be. That's when I think people who have been in gaming communities before that have absolutely no say over what goes on in terms of what new products are built or, or how game balancing should uh, should be done, that's when they're really going to see the fascination of, uh, of a DAO operating. And, uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. So maybe we should get into the other stuff you're excited about. What what are the big things coming up for Alluvium? You obviously said that you've had some some of the part, parts of the games have released. I know not every game is or not every part of every game has been released. What what are the next big milestones over the next I don't know six months, twelve months? So we're uh, we're getting down to the point where we're connecting up the blockchain side of it. So we're built on top of uh, Ethereum, but utilizing Immutable. And so the last, the last stretch for us, you know, it's been a pretty crazy two years, is all about connecting up uh, all three games, making them seamlessly connected, and, uh, and then just opening the floodgates, right? Because we haven't, uh, apart from the land which we needed to, to sell to people, we haven't sold a single NFT, right? And so when you think about that, it's uh, it's going to be almost like the great race to to start gathering as many of these uh, NFTs as possible as quickly as possible. Particularly when we talk about the the overworld, because people need to use those creatures in all of the other games, and uh, and so that that is pretty much uh, apart from game launch, which we're looking at uh, midway through this year. Uh, it's it's all about polishing up those games, adding uh, PvP into the auto battler because right now it's more just like a, a training mode where you're playing an NPC. And uh, the last thing that that we're launching, which should be, uh, I'm hoping mid to to early uh, mid to late February, is Aluvatars which was just meant to purely be, if we go back 12 months ago, 
purely be a PFP project where you utilize it, your uh, Aluvatar as your avatar inside of all of the Alluvium games. It was meant to be your like personality. You chose one of them. Now that has gone to a whole nother level as well. And uh, we have something like 2 million pieces of, uh, of, of uh, hand-drawn art that, uh, that we've done to create these things. And it's a full collection style game where uh, you're basically, you're, you're minting them at a much cheaper price than uh, what we initially thought. We were, we were originally going to make them something like one ETH because the idea was you would only have one that would represent you and your personality in the Alluvium universe. But now it's all about how many of, of the different uh, collections can you complete. There's something like 500 collections which require 10 Alluvatars each in uh, in the first set. And, uh, and that's going to be released... As, yeah, as I said, probably uh, late Feb. Wow. That's really cool. Mando, I think... Wait, I don't think I can get you. Hold on. I think you're muted again. There. No, it's just it's just interesting to see because it's weird in that I feel the NFT community, that maybe the collecting community that we're part of, is less involved in the gaming community. Like yeah. when Bryson came on, um, who's obviously one of the most well-known people, streamers in, in Web3 Gaming, most people probably didn't hear many of these games, but it does feel like Alluvium is like crossing crossing that bridge between the two of them. Um, obviously, a huge, huge community, probably one of the the, be the best chances at like a you know to try and bring the main mainstream um, the mainstream over. So yeah, it's just impressive to well, see. That, it's um, really impressive. That's what I noticed as well, and the uh, the frustrating because. <laughs> Uh, if you go back to me being a, a DJ and you see my profile photo, it's a it's a little too it's a little too delisted. Uh, the what I was seeing was this this uh, intersection between DeFi was its own little beast, right? And you have people who love DeFi that just sit inside of DeFi, and then NFTs came about, and it was just this. That it, it was this own bubble inside of crypto that I felt like we weren't tapping into, right? Like I, I felt like, uh, and I and I think it really shone through when uh, Bored Apes started really kicking off, and I was like, this is seriously starting to frustrate me. Like we are building something that I think has the potential to to be super super valuable to this entire space but no one cares like what what the hell is going on here yet you look at this ape over here and it's just a single picture like they didn't have any play hey, 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 hey. oh, whoa 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 gamer hold on a minute gamer you know my co-host over here I have to. This is where I come in and protect my friend's bags. He has seventy-two of these dumb-looking apes, okay, and and twenty of their mutants. Okay, number four holder of the BAYC here. You're hurting his 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 kids' money. You're you hurting his. Mute, you were gonna have to mute you. <laughs> no, I'm Kieran, go hang ahead. Hang on, <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. So so let me just elaborate a little bit. So. I was a holder of all of these stupid things, right? Like I am the holder of all of these quote unquote stupid things. And, you know, I, and so 
I'm one of those believers, right? But I was like, why aren't we getting that crossover? And so that was when uh, I came up with the idea of Aluvatars and I, I wanted to tap into the NFT community and say, here's something that is not too, like our whole tokenomics model, our governance model, the fact that it's a game and people have to wait a long time. I get that that's frustrating for a, uh, a crypto investor, you know, like they're very much like, let's buy something now and it's worth one ETH and, in two weeks, I want it to be worth 10 ETH when the community comes in and all that kind of stuff. Like, I, I get that whole thinking. And uh, and so I wanted to, that's that's why we built Aluvatars. And it's just one of those things where it's actually really pleasing to, to hear you say that the different types of uh, community or the different types of investors or whatever, because I was trying to convince my two other brothers who were like, dude, we, you've already said land, right? Now we've, we've, we've built out a whole land game because you said we need to, to tap into that. Now you're coming to us and you're like, hey, I want to compete with Bored Apes with this Aluvatar shit. Like, at what point can you just go away, right? Like, we, <laughs> we, don't, we don't need any of this. Like, we're trying to build three AAA games here. Like, get away from us, right? And... I was like, you don't understand. It's a marketing play here, right? Like if we can tap into these guys who spend hundreds of ETH on these profile photos, they're going to then see the grander vision of what we're building in terms of our games. And it's a ridiculously large market. And I eventually got them over the line. And that's when we started building Aluvatars. And it's, we would have already been inside the NFT space, but uh, it's unfortunately been, uh, been delayed until uh, later next month. So we will finally get there, but I'm glad that you've sort of validated that by saying that it is two different types of, uh, of communities. Yeah, so it I definitely, definitely is. That. Yeah, it's yeah. like, it's, it's, it's like when, when Bryson came on last week, it was like a whole like other world opening before our eyes I, and by the way if anyone if you're listening on spotify apple we're actually this episode is going to end up in a few hours but you can go back and listen to that because we talk about Lovium a bit with them but it's like a it's a whole other like i mean it's crazy it's link in my bio by the way yeah i put the link tree back elon sorry but um last question for you uh kieran uh is i mean you know if you want to share uh you know what you're most excited about in 2023 i know you kind of touched on that already but like one thing and then uh, just explain to me quickly about this PFP. <laughs> yeah, no worries. So uh, we understand those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not the monkey your whole, ones. Your whole community is going to be like, screw Olivia. He doesn't understand. <laughs> nah, we oh, have a concept. No, no, no. Don't worry. It's, no, it's no, just I, Mendo that that you know. M- Mendo's the monkey man. No, I'm kidding. I, I do have uh, some <laughs> monkeys myself. But <laughs> no, no, I get it. Don't worry. Um, look. We're really, really excited about it. It's been a, a, a long, long, grueling two years. Uh, we're really, really excited about switching this thing on. There's, There's been a whole bunch of hype behind our uh, our, our gaming suite that, that we're about to launch midway through this year. So I and, – and what I'm most excited about is actually giving people inside of th- those NFT gaming – buffs right who have uh, a bunch of gaming friends that right now they have no product or no ammo to be able to go and say hey i'm not crazy 
this is going to be a huge space. All of gaming is going to move eventually to the blockchain. You guys just don't see it yet. I'm really, really excited about, uh, you know, as that, that tweet sort of intimates that we're going to have three genres of games where people can honestly say this game is as good, if not better, than the games that we're so used to playing. And I think once more games like us start launching and that narrative starts to shift, 2023 is going to be absolutely huge for uh, for Web3 gaming. And I think the ability to, to onboard a billion plus people is literally around the corner, which... I, I, Kane, my, my other brother who, uh, who runs synthetics, he's been trying to, to do this for, for nearly half a decade now, bringing in mainstream people and saying, instead of banking in your traditional sense, bank with, uh, with a DeFi application, I'm pretty excited to be able to say, you know what you've been trying to achieve? We actually did that in, uh, in three years. So yeah, that's, that's what I'm excited about. I love that. That's that's super fun. And so, talk to me about your janitor job, real quick. All right. So, uh, <laughs> so we used to have this. Uh, we we used to have this DGen chat. In uh, actually, we we still have it, but I don't I don't go in there anymore. Uh, but we used to have this DGen chat inside of our Discord, and that's where uh, it was. It was like a community inside of our our community. And it was full of DGens where, you know, probably more like uh, the, the NFT community, right? Like they're always talking about new, uh, new drops, new mints, all of this kind of stuff. And that's where I just loved hanging out. I would spend probably two, three hours a day in there. I used to tell people, whatever I say in here, you can't share back into the general chat because we'll, it'll scare people off and, and stuff like that. And uh, one day I went back into the DGen channel and uh, it was like a, a barren wasteland. It was just a ghost town. There was nothing. No, no one was talking. There was no action. And I was like, what the hell happened here? And one of the guys that I used to chat to in there was like, oh, you, you haven't heard? They basically picked up the community and, uh, and minted these lizards and there was only a hundred that you could get, and and that's the one that you can see in my profile photo is uh, <laughs> is one of these hundred because it wasn't many of us. It was like literally two hundred people max in this channel out of the hundred thousand people that we had on the Discord. It was like this secret hangout, and these guys were smart enough to go, you know what? Let's let's pick this thing up. Let's put it. At, let's create our own community. And, uh, and they went and minted these lizards and I was like, you know what, that's too good, right? Like if you can't beat them, then join them. And so I, I went over to, uh, I went over to this discord and I was like, surely this can't be a thing. And lo and behold, it was all of my, my friends and they were there and they were like, oh, we need to get you a lizard. And I was like, I cannot believe what you guys have done. It's but, so funny. Uh, yeah, and like these things went up to. So then I said, "Look, okay, if we're going to do this, then we're actually going to do it. I want to have a bit of fun with this." So I started uh, advising them on uh, <laughs> on 
what to do. We then went and uh, created the Eat Lizards uh, V2s, which uh, much, much better art. Uh, we had uh, we had one of our guys, I think, helped out in terms of like the Alluvium artists with that, uh, with that as well. And they went and minted 5,050 of the uh, V2 <laughs> Lizards. And I was like, look, we can do that, but at the same time, we need to have utility. So it's a ses- it's essentially an investment DAO where I would have all of this uh, deal flow coming through to me from different <laughs> games that would say, "Can you advise us?" Whatever. Oh. Yeah, and so what I that what I came up with was this concept where if you're a lizard holder, then uh, we will use the trading fees that we had gotten and we got up to like five ETH floor at, at one stage when I was really putting a lot of uh, emphasis on it. And uh, we were generating a shitload of, uh, of trading fees. And so that allowed us to, I think there's like something like 1.5 million in, uh, in the vault. And that allowed us to start investing in these early stage uh, crypto games that I was investing in anyway on the side. And I would say, look, if you get these 5,000 lizards to, to jump in to your project, not a, like, yes, you get a small check from the DAO, but then they see that it exposes them to, to these guys and you'll get so much, uh, you get a much more impactful TGE when you finally launch. And so then the, there's a, there's a whole mechanism to it. I won't, I won't get into it, but Essentially, if you're a lizard holder and uh, and the DAO votes to liquidate those tokens, whatever the upside is on uh, on those investments, the it, it goes back to those lizard holders, and so that's the the utility of it. And uh, that's pretty cool. It's it's pretty cool, and I think it'll grow uh, as it's sort of intrinsically connected to Alluvium anyway. And so uh, I'm thinking about how we build uh, a bit of a narrative in there and I'm working on it at the moment. And, uh, and yeah, so there's, there's some really exciting stuff coming for the lizards. I'll never, doesn't matter how big Alluvium gets, I'll never, <laughs> the community, you know, you never forget where you came from. Yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, that's, uh, it's, it's super exciting for, for those guys as well. That's sort of just where I can DJ now. I love that. That that's fun. That's a, that's a lot of fun. Uh, it, see, that's that's what I love about NFTs, you know, and the communities that are built around them. You know, it's uh, it's just like you, you there's you see, you see, it's not just monkeys, Kieran. It's not just monkeys. <laughs> not just lizards. Not just monkeys, not just lizards. Not just yeah, exactly. I'm not just some Wrong. random blue guy. Yeah, there's this not, you know, it's, it, it's, it, this is fun. Okay, Kieran, that was a lot of fun. I know we went a little over. I do want to be mindful of your time. It's what, what is it? Three, three for you right now? 10 past four. We're at. Oh my God, 410. Wow, 10 past four. Uh, so I'm, a, and I'm sure you've got a lot of things to do uh, with the 175 people you got on your team. So thank you so, 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 so much for, uh, for coming this morning on, on Gem Web 3 on Rug Radio. It was a, it was a pleasure to, to, to have you. And uh, if there's anything we can do, uh, definitely let's 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 reconnect and chat on on Alluvium because uh, I think like this audience needs to be more and more aware about what's really happening on the gaming side because that's going to be one of the main narratives, main drives or drivers of adoption and, and growth in the space. Anyways, right? It's gaming, so I think it would be really cool to to be able to um, you know get more gaming content out there to our audience. You know? 
Absolutely. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I, I'm uh, sorry about not doing video. Usually I would. I oh, you're fine. It was just a space. But, uh, but yeah, really, really appreciate you having me on. I'm super excited that you know, potentially there's a lot of people in your audience and not only is it ridiculously <laughs> large, but uh, I think a lot of them are you know, in this, uh, this section of NFTs that doesn't really have crossover with gaming. So it's, uh, it's awesome to get in, in front of a new audience and, and show what we're building. So yeah, I can't thank you guys enough. Thank you, Mando, for, for reaching out. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys have an awesome week. Hopefully this, uh, this little run continues and uh, yeah. we're, we're back on track. Yeah, yeah, we're, we hope so. We, we we definitely hope so, Kieran. We love Wag Me Season. You know, it's positive on the timeline. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? Exactly. Everyone breathe a little more. So anyways, Kieran, thank you for coming. And for the rest of uh, of the audience, we'll see you all tomorrow morning, same time, same place, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for another episode of Gem Web 3 on Rug Radio. Let's go. And it's a beautiful day. Have a beautiful day. GM, GM. Oh, yeah. On this beautiful day. Good morning, 2F3. With Morocco, Sepp, and Mandel. Wherever Osep is. Tune in live at 10.30. And it's all on Rogue Radio. Rogue Radio. It's a beautiful day. Have a beautiful day. All right. GM, GM. Rogue Radio. Rogue Radio.